Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Melissa Rowe, and you're listening to episode 12 of Mel's Podtastic Life. Glad to have you tuned in today. Hey, guys, I hope you are enjoying your wonderful day. And I hope so far that 2022 has been a good year. For me, it's been a busy year, but a really awesome year. So glad to be here, folks. It's my first podcast episode of 2022. Yay! So what in the world happened? You know, last year, uh, we had a lot of things happening. We had a friend who was supposed to come over. It didn't happen. I had a lot of plans for those last few episodes of the 12 Days of Podcasting. I think we only got up to episode 8. And it's funny that here we are, we're on episode 12 of our actual podcast, but but we only got up to part eight in this series. And, uh, I, you know, I just had a lot of cool plans for the podcast. I had, I had intentions, hopefully, that people would send in Christmas messages. Several people said they were, but then the holidays got away with us. And, you know... It's, it's totally understandable because in 2020, Christmas wasn't as enjoyable. So I'm just so glad that everybody had to have a semi-normal Christmas, a much better Christmas than 2020, that's for sure. Well, today, what do I have for you? We are talking about the stages of self-discovery. Yes, that is a very important topic because... We discover stuff about ourselves in everything we do, in everything we experience. Each and every day of our lives, we learn something new about ourselves. We're going to talk about the cycle of self-discovery today. So get ready to have some deep thinking and, and enjoy your time here. This is Mel's Podtastic Life. feelings about a new day approaching. Some people may be excited about the prospect of being able to do something fun or interesting. Others might not look forward to a new day. For whatever reason, they're probably dreading the day, how long it is, whatever, whatever the situation. But you know, I like to look at it in a neutral way. Instead of being either excited or frightened about a new day, I just like to look at each day as an opportunity to learn something new about yourself. So how many times have you looked at a photograph or you heard a song and you were just totally floored by either the lyrics or whatever was in the photograph? They always say like photographs are like a way to capture your soul sometimes because you look at a photograph and you're just, oh, you're, you're completely captivated or you hear a song and you're done. You just have to stop in your tracks and you know, whatever you're doing has to just wait for the time being, of course. So why in the world do we include all of this stuff as part of our experience? Because they're leading us to self-discovery. So recently I had to write a paper and 
I was thinking about the actual idea of self-discovery. It's pretty much in, I would say, 100% of the art that we experience. Now, I use the word experience here because art is is multi-sensory. It's, it's visual. It's olfactory. You can definitely, there's culinary art. There's everything. So everything that we experience teaches us so much about ourselves. Even people, I tend to think every unique person is their own work of art, their personality. That's what gives them their color. Um, just so much awesome, awesome ways to look at it. So in this paper that I was working on, I was talking about the actual idea of self-discovery. What happens when you try to discover something about yourself? And I came up with three stages in which self-discovery occurs. So the first stage is examination, and we'll go over all of these, and I will even give examples of areas in my life where I'm in all three stages at this point. So there's examination, revelation, and then transformation. So what do all these stages mean? Examination. What's a good signifier that you're in the examination stage? Examination usually starts with a question. A question about yourself, because this is self-discovery. So let's say you found a really cool recipe online, but you're very disappointed because every time you try to cook this recipe, something happens and the food burns and things just go bad. So you're frustrated, right? Because some people on the planet do really well with this recipe. Why aren't you one of those people? So then you start asking yourself, every time I follow a recipe step by step and do everything I'm supposed to do, my food gets burned. Why? Why is this happening? So that's that's our easiest example. So this is your examination stage. Now, examination and transformation are definitely trial and error. Revelation, not so much. And you'll see why in just a minute here. But examination is the stage that starts with a question. It could be anything as simple as, you know, why do I like wearing blues? Some people might want to know why they wear the color they wear. What does it symbolize to them? Is the color comforting? So you you try on different answers. And this is part of your examination stage was where you, you try to see if you could find the answer to the question. Once you've found the answer to the question, your aha moment, and this happens a lot, people talk about it in, 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 uh, you know, in literature and art and, you know, they look at stuff and they interpret it and they always talk about that aha moment when the character finds out, well, crap, you know, this is, this is the way things are. And if I want to achieve goal X, I need to do Y and Z. So, uh, revelation is basically when something is revealed, when the truth is revealed, you know, pertaining to the, the answer to your question, that's your revelation stage. Once you've found the answer to your question, now you go about applying that to your life. And that's what we call the transformation stage. So for example, if we took our recipe that we were working on, you found out that perhaps you were tuning, turning up the temperature too soon. Maybe it needs to stay on low for just a bit longer. And then perhaps maybe when the vegetables are more crispy or whatever, we, we can turn it up a bit. 
So you discover this and you start applying these principles and guess what? The recipe starts to get better. It improves over time. This is again, a transformation. Now it's important to note that we do sometimes think that we have, we have found our truth and we go about trying to apply it. That's really very questionable. And some people can probably wonder, how can I tell what stage I'm in in some sort of area? You, the only way for you to really know is to know for sure that this is the 100%, without a doubt, honest truth. You know that this answer is the way it is. You know that this is the reason why. Then that's your revelation. If you're still not sure about what you're doing, about what your truth is, you're still in the examination stage. But if you are 100% certain that you know the answer to your all-life-knowing important question, then you are definitely in the transformation stage. That's for you to know. This is for you to decide what stage you're in in various areas of your life. <clears throat> and in the transformation stage, you definitely know the answer to your question. That's very, very different from still in the examination stage. But you're going to make mistakes. And that's why the process is a transformation because it takes time. And you are not going to transform overnight, just as it took you as long as it did, you know, to learn the answer to whatever you were seeking. It's going to take you a while to transform. And therefore, that is why the self-discovery, you know, is it can be frustrating. The process can be very frustrating at times, but it's actually helped me a lot in understanding how I learn stuff about myself. I've been applying this transformation, this uh, examination, revelation, transformation idea to a lot of areas in my life in the past few days. It's been actually very helpful for me in understanding how I learn things about myself and what I'm doing and what stages I'm in. So if we look at my life and we look at the examination stage in the area regarding spirituality, I am very much in the examination stage. I have grown up all my life with certain beliefs and to find out that the very people who have taught you about those beliefs and expected you to abide by those beliefs and traditions and customs are the people that are doing the exact opposite. And I, I'm sure this is the case for a lot of people. You've been believing for so long that you've been doing the right thing, but the world conflicts you with, well, this is the truth, but yet we cannot live this truth because we choose not to. You can't change how other people are going to live. That's their deal. But what you need to understand is, is this a truth I want to follow? And very much so in my life at this point, because I have been going through a very, very crazy uphill spiritual battle. In this stage of my life, I need to figure out where exactly I belong spiritually. I don't know. I'm still unsure of that truth. And when the right guide comes along and, you know, and, and things happen, then that's what it'll be. But I'm very much still trying to find my truth. Where do I belong spiritually? I have yet to discover that. I'm very much in the examination stage. 
The revelation stage for me came last year in my area of mental development and my uh, area more specifically to writing. So we were studying a lot about um, gatekeeping in discourse communities and, and things that people do to keep people out of discourse. And um, we were talking about that and I got to thinking about my own writing. Why do I hate my writing so much? But it's something I enjoy doing. You know, I have little trouble putting out a podcast. I could sit in front of a microphone and I could talk very, very well. I don't even have a script. Everything is just off the cuff, just, you know, completely made up. And I have no problem doing that. It's fun to go off the script. And, and I, I'll be honest, I don't write a script for any of my podcast episodes. Everything is just, you know, sit down and record. So it's a very powerful example, though, of how good I am at my speaking voice, but it doesn't really show anything about my writing voice. So everyone has multiple voices in them. And the reason I say that is because when you speak First of all, you don't say your punctuation marks unless you're dictating to your computer. You don't really say your punctuation marks. You emotionally punctuate your sentence. You use different inflections. You use different noises. You change the tone of your voice. You obviously use punctuations to do that in writing, and your writing voice might sound a bit different than your speaking voice. And if you've had a very basic education, you you have to have some semblance of a writing voice. So you have to find the right place for your writing voice. And that is tricky, just as much as your speaking voice. Well, I found out last year that the reason I struggled so much with writing, the reason I've hated my writing so much was for many, many years in school, I had to rely on scribes to dictate stuff because there were no teachers to help you with your braille. They weren't there. It was mostly in high school. In in elementary school, I had a lot of help. But in high school, it was always, Melissa, just say your answers to the rest of the group and they'll write them down, which I did. But as a kid, you don't think about this stuff. You just, you know, you have a teacher who can't speak your written language and it's not necessarily their fault that they haven't been trained to, but what they're doing is they're, well, we don't know what else to do to help her. So Melissa, just say your answers. So in my senior year alone, I had to have a scribe dictate all of my assignments, all of them. And it was a pretty, pretty difficult time because your senior year is that year before you go out into the world, start at college and when I went to my classes, basically a typical school day would consist of me going to my, you know, first class, reporting into the teacher, getting the assignments for the day, and then going into a separate room with the scribe. I didn't think at the time that the education system was basically saying to me, you're disabled, you're not welcome. We don't want to hear anything that you have to write. Just go tell somebody else to write it for you. You don't think about that stuff when you're going through it. And I look back as, you know, I dropped out during my first college experience. I went for a year and I said, no, I can't do this anymore. I dropped out. Why? 
because I missed out on a lot of informational lectures because I was in another room dictating everything to a scribe. And if I had problems with a question, you know, my, my scribe would help me out the best she could, but she wasn't a teacher. She couldn't answer all my questions, but I was kept separate from the other students who were getting all the instructional information from their teachers. I didn't get all that. No wonder. Like my first ever paper that I wrote had nothing but error, 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 error. And, but it, but I didn't get it at the time. I just thought I wrote a shitty paper. I must be really stupid. But last year when I was reading about all the stuff, all the gatekeeping that's done in various discourse communities, how people try to keep people out of a discourse. Exactly. That's what they do. They, they find ways to silence you. And had I known that when I was much younger, I probably could have stopped it. I probably could have changed it. But it's too late for that. And so that, in my area of, I guess, writing or mental development, really, I had to understand why I was being silenced. People don't often think about that. They think about, oh, we're being silenced, we're being ignored. And it's sad to think about why. Because sometimes you don't want to know why. That's a truth that you don't want to know the answer to. And it's, it's a pretty lonely place to be sometimes if you can't acknowledge that this is what happened and this is what I need to do to improve it. So I really think that sometimes when we are brave enough, and my dog just hit his head on the desk, poor puppy. Hi. Yes. I know. My co-host. Sometimes we have to be brave enough to ask ourselves why, and we have to be prepared for the painful truth. And that's the revelation. Now, the transformation stage. In my life, I have to say my relationship has, has been, is in the transformation. Well, it's completed, real, it's transformation stage. I feel like it was a recent completion, I would say, because... It has taken, it, it takes you years to finally understand, you know, when you're with somebody and when you're developing a relationship, it takes years to come to an understanding of where you find yourself, of your standing. Some people are more willing to communicate than others. And so it's varied as to how long it would take for some people. But for many years, before I married my husband, I had relationships with other partners and I've tried to figure out why they didn't work out. Some of them, I knew why they didn't work out, but there was a particular partner and I'm just going to, I'm not going to name names. So the only people that there's only two people that you need to be concerned about partner A and partner B. And so basically, I met partner A in Los Angeles at a student employment program for people who are blind. And he was a really nice gentleman. He was fun. I liked him because he was very down to earth. Um, and, and I wanted to help him too. It's, you know, I go into many relationships wanting to help as well as, you know, to be loved by, you know, my partner. And 
we were at one point talking and he had told me, this is partner A, he told me that I miss my mom. I want to be back at home. I'm living in a group home. This lady is taking my money. She's taking advantage of me. And being a person who is a staunch advocate for people who are disabled, I immediately took him to the counselor and I reported it. I said, look, he's being abused at home. He's being, um, he's been taken from his mom and he wants to return back to her. I don't think it's a good idea. And then I basically, and they just said, okay, we'll leave it here with us, Melissa, and we'll take it from here. And the next day I spoke to partner A, and this is the day that everybody was leaving. And he was sitting in the lounge and I said, so what happened? And he said, I'm going, I'm going to Iowa today. I'm going to go see my mom. And I said, oh, that's great. So I was really happy for him. Um, even his mom was super happy. She thanked me profusely. Thank you so much for helping my son. So here I thought I did a good thing for my partner. We did talk on the phone a few times. I figured, well, I can handle this long distance relationship for a while and see how it goes. And, and for a while, things were great. Then he stopped contacting me. And uh, he would avoid my calls. And so I basically, after months of not hearing from him, I considered I considered the relationship to be done. So I was at another training program um, for disabled adults. And this is a, a dorm program. So we were there for the course of six months. And towards the end of my training, I met partner B. And little did I know, partner B had a lot of issues, of course. And I don't come to find that out until I actually start to live with them. Now, thankfully, we hadn't made plans for marriage, but this person was very controlling. He was very opposite of what partner A was. Partner A was very soft-spoken, very shy. Uh, partner B was extremely controlling, very forceful. Um, if you love me, you're going to blapity blap do this, you know? And it was very hard because I tried to show strength and kindness. I wanted to show that I could make it work out, that I could be responsible, that I could commit. Um, but it only lasted for two weeks. Um, his mom actually had a long talk with me and, and told me his story. And when I heard of the past things that he'd done before me, I made the decision that I was going to go home and I was going to end this relationship for good. And then I asked myself a question and I thought, why did relationship B fail? So I purposely left out one part of this story. And it's because this is while I was dating partner B, partner A calls me and he's back in California and he's with his social worker. And this is the reason why I left, I, I left it to this part. So he admits to me that he was only basically wanting to go back to his mom because his mom was actually the, the guilty party. She was the one drinking alcohol, taking advantage of him, using his social security check to buy alcohol. And he drank alcohol as well. So his mom was very uh, uh, lenient, let him do whatever he wanted. So of course he wanted to be back with his mom. And the social worker said, I'm so sorry he led you to believe that. 
And I said, I asked him, I got him back on the phone and I said, well, I want to know the truth. I want to know if you lied to me about your mom and about the the state of your guys' relationship, then I want to know the truth about me. Did you ever love me? And he had to admit because his social worker was right there and she heard the call. And she said, he said, no, I don't love you and I never have. And when you're 19 years old, that destroys you. And at that point, when I've lost my father, when I just had a man admit to me to me that he never loved me, I get involved with partner B who says that he loves me because I was looking for love. And I thought back on that and I thought, why did I end up with partner B? It was because of the loneliness and the sadness I experienced out of the relationship from partner A. And it made me very vulnerable. It made me very vulnerable and open to somebody being very controlling, but it didn't last long. Once I realized what was going on, I took off. Um, So I, I have to say I have to say, spend a few weeks with your partner. And if you see those red flags, please, by all means, please leave. Your life is so much more valuable than that. I am so glad I made the decision to leave because honestly, I wouldn't have as much agency um, doing what I did now. Um, And I've got a very active furry co-host here who's uh, wanting to say hello. (laughs) Hi. Um. But that's basically, you know, when I married my husband, um, the one thing that has kept this relationship going is the fact that I know my husband loves me. So, and, and I had asked myself, why is, you know, this marriage has been going so well. It had its ups and downs. There were times when I thought the marriage would end, you know, things were pretty rocky, but it has made it through. And the reason why is because of the qualities I'd look for in a person. uh, Partner B, uh, partner A was very adventurous. Partner B was very intelligent. And those are two qualities I look for people in, you know, you know, when starting any, any kind of friendship, I like people who are adventurous and who are intelligent and who are fun, you know, but sometimes what really matters to people, what really gets at the heart of things is what truly matters to you. And that's love. My husband is intelligent in his own way, but because of his disability, there's not a whole lot of adventure. He pretty much stays in his room. Um, he's very, very much a homebody and it can get frustrating at times. Because there are days I want to just get up and go somewhere. I want to just go sit in the forest and write or um, have have a martini on the beach, you know, just enjoy the day and, and have adventure and, and maybe go walking through a through a trail that isn't too intense because I've broken my left foot three times and would not want that to happen again. <laughs> so we'd want something that's very light. But just the point is, is I, I miss, you know, hanging out with people who are adventurous and, and could have deep, meaningful, intellectual conversations. That's something I miss. 
But what really matters to me, what really matters is love. And that's the reason why I've stayed in the marriage for as long as I have. Because I know without a shadow of a doubt that my husband loves me. And that is when the transformation completed. That was when I realized if love is all that matters, then I should be happy. You know, if love is all that matters, then the relationship will succeed. So that is a very important discovery for me. And so there, there, there's basically examples in, in my life in all three stages. Look at your own life. Look at the areas of your life and see what you are most uh, involved in when it comes to the examination stage. Or have you recently discovered a very important truth about yourself? That's your revelation stage. Are you beginning a new path? Have you found the answer and now you're beginning your, your new path? Now that you know what you have to do, are you transforming? So where in life are you in, in every area of your life? Think about that. And then maybe we can have more discussions on the idea of self-discovery. I think it's incredible. Well, I hope this has helped you. I have enjoyed being here and talking with you guys today. It has been awesome. So please, please keep an eye out and an ear out for more announcements, more episodes. Follow me on Twitter at morning underscore song. Please, please follow me and uh, look at my tweets and see if I'm going to be posting any new episodes. I like interaction. So there are episodes where I might ask people to contribute some audio and we can discuss things or whatever. So definitely keep listening out for more great opportunities to get involved. And I will see you in the next episode of Mel's Podtastic Life. Thank you so much for listening. listening to episode 12 of Mel's Podtastic Life. For more information about our blog and podcast and to subscribe, please visit us at celestialvoice.net. That's celestialvoice, C-E-L-E-S-T-I-A-L-V-O-I-C-E dot net. Please follow us on Twitter at morning underscore song. And if you'd like to contact me via email, send an email to morningsong24 at gmail.com. Again, that's morningsong24, M-O-R-N-I-N-G-S-O-N-G-2-4 at gmail.com. We'll see you again next time. Thank you once again for listening to Mel's Podtastic Life. Have a great day.